The Out of Time Podcast is brought to you by brothers whose relationship was forged together by watches. Each episode will be a conversation with people we find fascinating from all walks of life. Welcome to the episode. You know, we're, we're recording this like first few days of March, and I'm hoping maybe by May it's at least feels a little more normal. Well, hey, let's start with a wrist check then, Summer. One what, watch guy. What is your one watch today? It's pretty spectacular. So I have the Benris uh, 66229. Uh, really, that's not the number. I just made it up. I don't, right know. I don't know the number, but, yeah, confident. but I, it's, uh, I know. It's, I believe it. It's uh, it's a three six nine config with the broad arrow hands. It's pretty thin and small for for some of our friends. It'd make a great unisex watch, right? I like it. That seems like that's. I have a new certain appreciation for thinner, lighter on something like this. I just have this certain appreciation for it now. Yeah. I know Josh started doing the small watch first before me. My jammy jam, yeah. I, yeah. I started small and I kind of... Well, no, you started b- super big. Oh, yeah. You did we the 30s. Went, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we went 50 when we, got, when we went big. Oh, it's a half century, bro. But that's yeah, when you... half century. And, and then went down to 30. Yeah, so it's been quite the journey. I'm, I've, I've settled somewhere in the middle around 38 to 40. But anyway. Now, the middle came out of nowhere. Can you can you tell me what where did that come from? For what? people listening, what reference is this? Yeah, what is? I'm holding it right now. It is. It's badass. Like it. it the color is amazing in the dial, right? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's got a few <laughs> colors. Yeah, the open star, uh, the ocean star, decompression. Ocean star. Yeah, there's a. Uh, this is the remake, right? Yeah. Okay. I believe 1861. Um, LE run. Right. Pretty fantastic. I, I love the color. Um, I can't wait to get into the pool. I had it last summer, I believe, but I kept it in the box because I wasn't sure. What I want to do about it, so I miss that that summer run. But it's gonna see some time in in the water. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. For the listener, I mean, some people are gonna be familiar with this. This is the basically the dive watch configured Mito with the uh, the dive bezel, and it's got these kind of concentric rings of color all around the dial. And it's I would describe this as like kind of tangerine, light green, kind of a pink color, and then light blue. And it, it looks really busy but i mean the overall effect on this thing is phenomenal it's so cool looking if you need an emoji to describe it it would probably be the rainbow taste it (laughs) 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 on that maybe we could do a a a poor check so yeah i'm um i'm actually drinking i'm not really entirely sure how to pronounce this i've this is uh inigrin and i think these guys are from the valley yeah so this is here in southern california this is the lightest one this is just basically a kind of a a session lager, relatively low ABV, and um, I actually bought this because of the the can art. Oh, it's the, it's the BMW Roundel. It's very Bavarian. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, the can art is very reminiscent of that the BMW hood ornament. And so, uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't know how it, I don't know if I care how it tastes. It's just an evocative beer. It makes me think of summer and his beamers. I think of summer and his beamers quite often. Probably almost as often as I ask myself how happy Josh, Josh is. Josh is. Yeah. Now, Brother Josh, we're back at it again here in uh, SGV. Yeah, I'm incredibly happy right now. So that might make summer a little uneasy. <laughs> 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 I'm following with the same drink as uh, Matt. So you guys got this uh, podcast going, right? So we we have Matt. um, Yeah, Spirit of Time podcast. So this is a kind of a work in progress. But um, Greg and I had been toying with the idea for a long time. Yeah. 
of just doing something, either, you know, hosting a, a regular meetup out in this part of kind of the Los Angeles area. You know, we're sort of un underrepresented here in San Gabriel Valley. That's true. And one day we just met up in a, uh, a local bottle shop. Both, you know, Greg and I are um, into kind of the cocktail spirits, you know, California wine and beer scene and all that. And Greg is, I think, you know, known, if you don't mind, I'll drop your, your handle. Drop it like it's hot. Yeah, so time and tequila. Sounds familiar. Yep. And so, you know, Greg's got, I think, a, a pretty well-trained palate for spirits and tequila can, in particular. Oh, yeah. And I'm a, uh, a wine guy, relatively knowledgeable, and enjoy beer, and I'm, I want to learn from him. And we were literally talking in this bottle shop, and we are like, dude, we should do a podcast because everything is kind of locked down right now. We can't really have meetups. Yeah. And it seems like the, I've been, I've had a long commute for work, so I just inhale podcasts like crazy. Yeah. And I'm a huge it helps. consumer. The commute, yeah. Yeah. And if the good ones really feel like you're kind of a fly on the wall at a small meetup you know so there's some that are out there that do a really good job and i'll you know give a shout to a obviously you guys um and some of the uh the other stuff that's out there like whiskey and watches and mm -hmm. the girls at 10 and 2 etc and we just kind of want to replicate that but there's something that I think a few podcasts have kind of left on the table, and Greg, I'll like throw it to you just to kind of expand on this. So, so Mr. Time and Tequila, uh, before you go into that expansion, what, what are you drinking? So I told Matt, <clears throat> he said, what do we need to bring over? And I said, we're, we're pretty well covered, but all the beers in the fridge are, are six and a half percent and above. So if you want something a little more sessionable that keeps us <laughs> on track for this, this pod, maybe grab a, a few things. And so he brought over the, the one that you guys are drinking, and then also this society brewing company Coachman. called The Coachman, a session IPA. So this is about 4.9, so we can enjoy this one without getting um, too sidetracked. And then in front of each of us is a, a small uh, a small pour of uh, Cimarron Blanco, which I'm sure we'll we'll toast uh, together here shortly. Okay. So uh, we're, we're, we're double fisting in, in some way. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, I think um, to kind of just bring this back around, there's a lot of, a lot, I don't know about a lot, but a number of the podcasts will have, you know, kind of frequent reference to having, you know, something to drink, something poured. And you guys have done it, and the Whiskey and Watches guy, and even um, uh, the Grey NATO. I mean, the earliest episodes, you know, the guys would kind of check in. They do their podcast remotely pretty much all the time. And it's like, hey, what do you have drinking? Yeah. Uh, 40 and 20 guys, you always hear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always so drinking, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. But um, there's not a lot of expansion on, you know, what we're drinking and then move on. Maybe spend the same, you know, five minutes talking about what's in the glass the way we would, hey, what's on the wrist? I think, I think what sold me too, and we'll get into maybe how we both spent time with Summer and Josh, you know, on their pod, which I think made us feel comfortable being on this kind of format. It's something I hadn't really considered until both you guys invited us separately to join you. Yeah. So we can talk about that. But, but what really sold me was when Matt said to me, it's, it's going to be like a watch happy hour. And that hit me because I was like, yeah. you know, I love listening to podcasts too. Just I love listening it. to your podcast because it's about people, right? It's not just about what's the latest release or, um, right. you know, things like that, which are great, you know, too. Yeah. Um, but about people is what you're, you know, you guys are focused on. And Matt said to me, it's a watch happy hour. That hit me, right? I'm like, yeah. whoa, okay, yeah. well, we can talk watches, but we're going to talk drinks too, right? We're going to talk right. beer, wine, 
tequila, mezcal, you know, whatever, whatever is interesting, coffee, you know, just things that we also kind of enjoy next to our watches. Right. I think we've, I think I speak for Josh and I, we feel very fortunate that, um, I want to say we're unofficially opening for you guys. You guys are obviously a big supporter of Out of Time. So I think this is a great honor for me and Josh. Absolutely. Um, couldn't be, again, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here, um, being out of the house, being in the social environment. We've missed a lot of this over the past uh, year. I mean, practically, I haven't seen you guys in about a year. Yeah. I've seen summer a few times in between there, but yeah. yep. um, this feels amazing. And the fact that you guys are doing this, it's a huge undertaking. We, we talked about some of the preparation when we decided we were going to start ours and putting that, that out there into the ethos and then that fire being, being lit. Um, and we're here to support you guys yep. um, any way that we can. And uh, oh, let's cheers to that. That, that, yeah. that, that. that deserves a bring cheers. Bring it in, bring it in. Salute. 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 Appreciate you guys. Click. For listeners, that's a really budget-friendly Blanco tequila called Cimarron. And uh, go out and find it if you're looking for a great well, you know, in your house. Um, and it certainly um, fits the bill as a, as a sipper, too. Would you mind if yeah. I take a little bit and put on my Ellen Meyer flask for my, my buddy Chase? Oh, I'm happy to do that. But I want his tasting notes. Yeah, yeah. I want him to break it down for me. That's <laughs> I want to... yeah. so, so what are you tasting? <laughs> Marine rubber, petrol. Um, actually, all of us were together on that, on the mezcal tasting. Yeah, if, oh, if I was there too, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I freaking died. The woman oh. who said Band-Aid nailed it because my wife... So again, for the listeners, we were all on a uh, on an online virtual. We were mezcal. doing a tasting for yeah. Magame Latte, right. uh, really yeah. cool subscription-based awesome. mezcal um, delivery program. Cool people too, amazing people. Yeah. Um, so we were all together on that. Yeah, yeah, and I had never had a sip of mezcal. So tequila and oh, you got the kit, right? Stuff Man. like that. I did get the the kit, uh-huh. and uh-huh. Um, that was the first thing my wife said when she was she tried it. She got a little of this and was like, "Right, it smells kind of like a bandaid." <laughs> right. It's like you know, I think that's I think that's right. It's like this kind of a phenolic kind of you know rubber sort yeah. of a thing, and yeah. there's a little bit of uh, there's some translation in the the wine world, yeah. you know, when using your nose. Now, but, is your wife more of a wine connoisseur? Oh, then? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So we have a I don't know how to describe this. Um, I'm not in the industry and never have been, okay. and would not like pass myself off. But my brother-in-law, we're very close to that um, part of our family. Their kids are the same age as ours, and we spend a lot of time with them. My brother-in-law is a trained winemaker, mm-hmm. so he was um, not just a hobbyist, but he was went to one of the, the bigger programs here in California okay. and got his degree. Yeah, and they had a they live on a vineyard, they run a vineyard, and they had an actual winery operation um, that they have since sold. So the winery business, the mm-hmm. production of wine and selling it and all that, is not something they do anymore. But they still do produce fruit, and you know I help him sometimes with like crush and stuff like that. Um, and in good vintages, he'll sell his his harvest, and I I don't think I can name names, but it's you know brands that right. you would have heard of mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in harvest or in seasons that are maybe less good, or if there's a bit of a glut and he can't get a good price, we'll keep maybe two tons of fruit and okay. crush it. Yeah. And you know we produced like a hundred cases. It's a great learning experience, and he's taught me Might over. Might be fun to do a show there. Twenty five. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What's, what uh, what region is he in? <laughs> Um, Paso Robles Temple is the name of the, okay. the little town. Yeah, familiar yeah. with it. Yeah, just over, like I said, over 25 years of spending a lot, a lot of time with him, helping him, and had having teach him teaching me. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm. I would say I'm like a knowledgeable layperson. Mm. 
that's that's a great place to be. So the most dangerous type. Right? <laughs> yeah, for sure, hundred percent. It's like, yeah, pour me a fifth glass, please. <laughs> There's a lot of parallels, I think, between you know agave spirits, tequila, mezcal, others, and wine. And I think there's a lot of it is terroir-driven, dri- yep. um, you know, climate, geography, water, yep. Yep. things that I think are pretty, make those kind of spirits really special. Not that others aren't, but I think that's when you can really geek out on it, which is what watch people like to do too, right? We the like details. to geek out. The details. It's the details. Yeah. You when know? it comes to tasting, what are the similarities? Do you, do you put your nose into a tequila or a mezcal? Definitely. Definitely put the nose into it. I think on an unaged spirit, um, obviously, like tequila, I mean, they do med- age mezcal, not often, but, um, you know, if you're looking at like a Reposado or an Añejo, you get a lot of barrel influence, which I think you would obviously pull, right, right. from wines sure, and whiskeys, right. too, for uh, that yeah, matter. Yeah. Um, so you start to get a lot of, you know, your tannins and your oaks and your vanillas and your caramels. You definitely pull, I think, similar. And that's why I think it's really good for anybody that's, you know, kind of a discerning drinker to drink other things too. Yeah. And not solely be in that, you know, the one space that you are most comfortable in because then you, I think you get uh, flavors and, and smells and, and ideas from other places that are, you know, pull similar things. Yeah, I think it's good to get out of your comfort zone uh, pretty regularly. Yeah. If you have those opportunities, just try things out and then that's how you kind of figure out what your actual taste is and what sort of things that you you like because uh, and how do you know if you don't like it or not if you don't try it you've exactly try it. you've never experienced it that was my brother-in-law's biggest advice to me yeah. and again this is, goes back to the you know the 90s it's like how do you learn all this and he's his advice was you just gotta sorry this sounds really bad but you just gotta drink yeah. yeah you know just make a note of it and as you kind of you know spend more time with different kinds of wines you you start picking things up and you'll start seeing patterns and knowing what you like and i think it's kind of the same thing with spirits i think you said something that's an interesting question like how do you know what you like or yeah. how do you learn how do you get out of your comfort yeah. zone one of the things that we're going to feature on this podcast i mean every watch oriented podcast is going to do a wrist check and right. if we're drinking we're going to do a pour check and expand on sure. that we're going to do something well greg if you want to describe this or help me with this but uh, like a cocktail matchmaker okay so matt's idea super cool i loved it right so you sit down and you think to yourself okay we're gonna maybe cook up you know this particular dinner this weekend or you know i have this ingredients laying around the house what do i make Okay. Right? Like that's a con- I think I feel like that's a pretty consistent like question so, or thought so like process a that we have. Pairing. A pairing. So yeah. it could be a yeah. pairing or how do I use what's in front of me? Of, of oh. dinner and, and, and spirit and Yep. Yeah, so it's like um and to give you an idea, so we yeah. have uh, you know, this is inside baseball, but we have a couple of episodes kind of in the can and one of the one of them that we had done was hey, I'm going to do, I won that big green egg, you know, and I've gotten yeah, like, crazy with that. Yeah. All right. So I'm like, okay, the next thing for me is I'm really going to like try to learn to actually smoke ribs and okay. not do it like the, the two, two step process yeah. and do real like low, slow. So now that the weather's kind of warming up for the listeners here in Southern California, you know, the past couple of days have been probably what mid seventies and clear yeah, and beautiful. windy. Nice. It's gorgeous. Nice. Beautiful. So it's like, it's time to get outside cool. and cook and eat and if I want to do something like, you know, ribs and some cool food and salad and stuff like that, yeah. what goes with that? And you had, can you walk us through the recommendation? Yeah, that was a, that was a watermelon um, mezcal margarita that I had made a little bit ago, loved it, and just thought to myself, that's like outdoor summer picnic food, right? Like, right, right. So you went to the field now. Went back, you know, uh-huh. dialed back in the recipe, right. made sure, um, you know, it still made sense, tweaked yeah. it maybe a little bit. Yeah. 
but uh, but it was cool because it was it was what Matt was thinking, you know, what he was going to serve, what he was going to enjoy with the family that weekend, what could go with that that would be fun. I'm people... hungry. It sounds yummy. I know. Well, we I should have I should have made up a batch for us. Now, now that do you I pair your watch as well? What you're gonna cook? I mean, what's what's the mindset on this? Like, I don't pair the watches with, but that would be pretty next level. But <laughs> I I I don't know. That could happen, I suppose. But that's usually whatever I just have on. So, yeah. what is the name of your show? Spirit of Time Podcast. It sounds amazing, by the way. It's like Amelia Earnhardt or some sort of <laughs> drinks and. I'm not gonna but don't drink and fly. But don't drink and fly. Please don't drink and fly. Crash on some island. In the we've also South put. Pacific. That's right. And we've also put a. Uh, uh, Sounds uh, amazing. Great a title. PSA. Thank you. We put a PSA. You know, enjoy <laughs> this podcast responsibly. Right. Um, which I know you guys always do. Um, but it, I, like I said, it was it was sort of this this opportunity to talk about watches uh-huh. with other things that we love, which I think a lot of us share similar, whether it's spirits whether it's you know aviation watches. whether it's right you know you've got, you've got the watches piece could be food right all these things that are kind of always next to the watches right as we're experiencing as we're making you know memories with right. these things on our wrist and um you know matt came up with a really nice i think succinct intro you know whether it's smoky sudsy boozy um, yeah, exactly. We're probably going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. So did you write it all down on the notes? and like? Oh, no. We workshopped the hell out of it. I think I called okay. Josh yeah. and talked to Josh. You I called talked Josh. to some friends. Oh, yeah. Well, as you guys know, Matt's pretty Matt, – Matt does not over-engineer. Um, he, he's kind of <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's Matt now. He, he no. just yeah. – when the rubber hits the road, right, no, sure. Matt, yeah, Matt just, works at it. I like, by the seat by the pants. pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wing it. No, um, but yeah, no, another, we, another flight reference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The spirit of time is basically, it's like a direct translation of the word zeitgeist. And it was just kind of a fun tie-in because spirits, you know, uh, booze, tequila. I I really dig that name. Really? Yeah, I could have been a part of that that elimination process. Um, But I think something that your brother-in-law said about drinking and figuring out what your palate is. Uh, I think you have to be really deliberate with that, though, right? Um, when it comes to the tasting, when you're being mindful of where you do have, not just drinking to get drunk, but drinking and, you know, taking notes of those different things that you're, you're tasting or you're smelling or those references, and then you really start to refine your palate. I mean, because we can all just drink to get drunk, right? That's yeah. a but, great point. But you really, maybe you just get comfortable drinking one thing or another but if you start to mix in multiple tastes and, and varieties and, and levels with your top shelf and your yeah. um, your uh, your well drinks and, and, and so forth and, and again you're starting to figure out okay I like this about this and I like this about that then you're going to really start to refine that palette and, and figure out which lane you want to be in yeah. that, that, that I think you're 100% right I always think about this when, when Matt and I have been you know think recording and, and, and kind of in conversation I almost want to sign off with like drink curiously you know oh. don't just drink to get yeah. you know oh, to get. Like the, of course part of it is you know we yeah. have fun oh. right it's social like you have a good time you feel good like don't get me wrong I mean I, I said on, on the podcast with you guys I love to drink <laughs> you know I do but I it's a great it's a great feeling especially when it's social which is something we've all been lacking mm-hmm. unfortunately for a while but yeah. you know if you're drinking curiously I think that's that the level that you're talking about right like finding things that you like yeah. finding things that you don't like um, it made me think you guys made me do this thought exercise when we when we did our our, um, our episode together about um you know our watch journeys, and I think about it with you know with 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 spirits, whether it's wine, beer, you know tequila, coffee stuff. 
um, you don't know what you know. You don't know what you don't know. No, exactly. At the beginning, right? Yes. Or at any point. Till you get there. Till you get there. Yeah. And so it's it's part of the journey. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm nearly fifty. I think we have a lot of the same kind of like bond vivant overlap hobbies and interests right. and stuff like that and i'm i don't drink the way i do or did when i was 20 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes you know there's all there's some of it's, <laughs> it's fun, more refined some of, yeah. some of it's social there it's very refined in some at times and there's almost like a little academic kind of a thing that yeah. runs through it and you just want to enjoy that and i figure i'm i've got a lot to learn and if I've got a lot to learn, I'm sure there's other other people that have, you know, things they could be turned on to and say, hey, you know what, let me try this. And if we can have, if Greg and I can provide ideas for, you know, maybe just a fun cocktail for the weekend, those are the kind of things that are fun. They bring, it brings people together. And it's, as we've kind of alluded to, it just does seem to be a common thread for most of the people in our hobby. You know, somebody again. I, I referenced Mike Heyman before. You yeah. know, he's um, he's into his brown booze. He could probably teach us mm-hmm. a great deal about that stuff. And you know, that would be a lot of fun to kind of you know have a master class in enjoyment of that kind of thing. Yes. And this is just something else other than the same old you know dilettante watch hobbyist kit you know like a an old air-cooled porsche and a, uh, a leica camera i was wondering when you were going to unleash this yeah i was waiting for it. I, i've been waiting yeah so <laughs> came in 10 minutes into it mike is, mike is allowed to have his porsche because he's my age at least and he also has a leica he also has a leica he does so that a wild collection of panerai yeah. yes <laughs> We love you, Mike. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I think, yeah, exactly. This is like as the, Matt reaches for his shot. Yeah, that's right. Go. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's trying to loosen up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, just some, something other than the same stuff that everybody else is talking about. But at the same time, stuff that most of us like and yeah. want to, you know, kind of learn about or or be inspired about. And it is. It's just the maybe the joy of living piece. I think about you guys too, and 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 I know that each of your guests has been really unique, right? And um, comes with their own set of of kind of related hobbies and interests and inter- right. and things that they love. But you know, there's a there's a, I, I kind of specifically remember there was a nice streak where it was just like you know great bourbons, right? And then tequilas and mezcals and whiskey. Like it was a, a cool streak to kind of see yeah. Yeah. that happen. I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are if it's like not intentional, but like how do you see it related? I guess. So the the lockdown really threw us for a curveball, right? We were just barely getting up to speed on yeah. getting some sort of frequency or, yep. or regularity on our yep. releases. Yep. And this is something that we're you know passionate about and we think is important. But we also have uh, jobs and lives and so forth outside of this. So we haven't been able to stick to a certain schedule, schedule. of guests. Like yeah. we've tried to. The only thing that we have is um, the Friday release. If we're gonna release, we'll drop the episode on Friday. Friday. But other than that, it may be two weeks between an episode or a week, or, or this last time it was months yeah. between you know episode release. Yeah, that's that's, that's been a tough hit, right? So because yeah. you guys, as far as I know, right, every single one of your episodes has been live in person. Absolutely, the, the gorilla. That pod. was that was the deal, and another the second deal was. We're gonna keep doing this as long as we enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If we're no longer enjoying this, then there's no point. Right. So we set certain standards for ourselves, and yeah. one of those standards was having this live conversation so that you can, you know, look at people and you know, see those 
the body language and the you feel the vibe around you and, and, and just share form a bond yeah. Yeah. yeah and there's a lot of podcasts that, that don't do that um, and they're great I listen to a lot of podcasts yeah. like like you said there's a decent amount of podcasts out there that, that do a great job and they also stick to somewhat of a schedule or, or regularity yeah they do yeah and yeah. They, that's just something that we couldn't do yeah. um, and live is hard dude Getting together live is yeah. So we in person, it's tough. It is. Um, yeah, it's it's not easy, and certainly this past year has made everything challenging. Hopefully, that piece will get a lot easier. Yes, but it's something that we stuck to. Um, and I appreciate that you guys had that um, kind of core tenant to yeah. what you were doing to your project. I almost think about it like a project. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly um, what it is. Yeah. You guys talked about it, I think, maybe a little bit with, I remember us talking about it, whether it was online or offline. I've heard it in some of the other episodes, too. You know, this is almost like an anthology, right? Yeah. So I think about it, this is your project, almost, Absolutely. rather than mm-hmm. just a podcast, right. Right? right? Where, like you said, there's this kind of regularity and uniformity. Um, yeah. So I appreciate that you guys kind of drew that line in the sand and really have, have stayed true to it. Yeah, and, and it has been tough. It wasn't, with, it wasn't easy. Yeah, with, yeah. with the time that lapse between us being able to figure things out and make sure everyone feels comfortable and has done their you know their quarantining and and so forth and um, that by sitting down with us it's not going to impact yeah. someone's household negatively and yep. and so there's a lot of considerations gone into trying to keep the same format with doing this this live and in-person recording i imagine summer's probably missed a few um really special straps at hovig's when he had to quarant you know not be in the uh, visit in the shop after he, recordings i mean I chase did. is probably grabbing all the straps that you wanted yeah he's putting on stashes somewhere <laughs> lucky, lucky in the drawer they're not supposed to go in the drawer they're supposed to go in the safe good, good thing i know where the drawer is <laughs> yeah for the listener we're talking about uh a hovig supply which is an absolute treasure in Southern California. Great hub, yeah. Yeah, if you if you have if you're a Southern California watch nerd of any flavor and you haven't gone to visit Natalie at or Natalie and Chase mm-hmm. at Hovig's, you're you're doing it wrong. Yeah. What, and now get online and visit the online shop. Quite frankly, that's right. Yeah. We are not sponsored, by the way, but they're no. good friends. No. No, they are good friends. And it, used, it was a hub when we all can get together back in the days, obviously. It will be again. I always think about, you know, yeah. the book Tuesdays Tuesdays with Maury. I always think Friday at Hovig's. <sighs> Dude, mm-hmm. I miss Friday at Hovig's. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to having some normancy. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's getting really old by now. Wanted to ask Greg, is it normal for your pool lights to turn off at 7? That's a little too early now. Well, we're energy conscious. So until the pod starts generating um, external funds, right. I, we, I, I'm happy then to put the pool lights on later. This is like world class. It's very nice. You yeah. guys are kind. You guys are it kind. Makes, for good recording, the wood panel in the back actually is good Absorbs. acoustics. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, we can probably continue to like wax poetic about uh, Greg's spot here, but I, I think we managed to get one wrist check done before we got sidetracked and started driving on. Josh, what have you got today? Yeah, so we did the uh, the Mercedes Benz, right? Yep. Yeah. And then I have the DM Tiffany. Um, the, uh, the DM Tiffany. First time in person for it, me. Wow. Is this a Mark what? The Mark II. Mark II. So it's, this is Series One, um, and I can't say enough about the design, yeah. um, the the watch, the build quality, um, and the individual behind the brand uh-huh. uh, really made me want to get behind it. He's doing a lot of things. He, uh, he's engineering. Become a, a good friend, right? Yeah. Yeah. A great friend. Mm-hmm. Um, the Gio Stau. 
is it just moves, man. And the dial looks alive. I'm holding it right now, and like when you kind of move it just slightly so that the light reflects off it a little bit, it you said it moves, and that's literally what it looks like. Have you seen it, it at the club? Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I We're not, not in the club. I have oh, yeah. not. <laughs> but yeah, no, this is amazing. And for people who've never seen this, I've never seen this before except in pictures. And the it, the pictures look good, but this you're it, too kind, man. It does not represent anything Joshua's like what pictures? it really looks like. <laughs> yeah. you know, I, they spend kind. a lot of time in post production, no? Kind. I try. Yeah. <laughs> it looks better in real like, life, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like this like looks a like a lot of us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you showed somebody a macro of this yeah. where they couldn't see anything else except just the guilloche pattern, yeah, they probably right. would think it was Grand Seiko. Have you seen the buckle bit? Yeah. No. This. Oh is, wait. Oh, this, this is uh, aftermarket. Yeah. Um, because this. Where's this buckle? buckle? So when I changed the strap, the millimeters were off by about, ah, about two. Ah. And so this is the buckle that came with this strap, right. whereas the buckle on the DM Tiffany strap yeah. um, is outstanding. I mean, and I'll, I'm a big fan of the buckle. That's a, a showpiece by itself. Love yeah, that was a standout like of the it. great buckle off. Have you seen, yes. 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 <laughs> yes. We, we, we've had some wild series, like among, <laughs> among just us. Our you, circle, right? Yeah, just a small. When you talk about inside baseball, yeah, I mean, just about know, inside. I mean, Hashtag yeah, the great yeah, buckle off. Yeah, very, very inside. I mean, yeah. small circle stuff. Nah, that's a, that was a pretty uh, that, that was a pretty dope uh, series. Well, yeah. This is also fun. my first time seeing this piece in person, and ever is since, it? absolutely, and ever since you guys all so in comparison talked, with the picture and in real life, what do you, what do you think? Uh, you know, as good as Josh's pictures are, I, I do agree with Matt. The, the, this does take another another leap forward, <laughs> but this this is a really this is this is this is incredible. I think you know, having listened for one and, and guy, followed, dude, with mechanical machines, incredible. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like Matt said, I spent about thirty to sixty seconds, literally just playing with the light. You know, as it hits, you know, the dial, as it hits yeah. the indices, it hits the, the hands. I mean, it's it's really a, um, a special piece, and I think, you know, to support what he's doing. Well, the bottom line is this DM Tiffany piece is rad. And it is. Yeah, it's it's really great. I'm, it, it I'm very happy you brought it because I've never seen it in real life, and it looks great. Yeah, that's one of the purchases that I made um, during the pandemic. So there aren't very many in the wild. Like I said, the, the two people who bought yeah. one and two, aren't people posting it on Instagram. <laughs> They're just not in that, that same community as us. So mine is the first opportunity for a lot of us to put eyes on it or, or see it. And, and I try to take, you know, decent pictures and, um, and I know they're not great. And I, I think I you never, succeed. I will never claim that. I think it's that honest. Great. <laughs> they, yeah. are, they are honest. The, they are honest. That's the kindest <laughs> thing you said at this point. They're honest. Provenance. You really it's tried honest. hard to say it's that, honest. didn't you? When you look at my photo, you go, that's an honest piece. <laughs> it's an honest piece. Yes. Matt, what do you have on your wrist? What All right, do you have so on your wrist? I'm not. Move on. <laughs> do us all a favor. <laughs> all right, gents. I am not wearing a watch. I'm wearing a boon strap with a watch attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the aviator in you. No, I don't even know, man. This is there's just this weird vibe that I've been trying to tap into. So this is um you know When did this start, by the way? I would my interest in this sort of thing probably two or three years, but it's been on my radar for a long time. I right. mean when I was a kid this uh-huh. was something you'd see a lot. You know, in the seventies. Right. Um, you know, just 
workaday dudes. This was and they like were wearing normal. Bunstraps. Yeah, yeah. bone straps or like leather cuffs. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, mm-hmm. with a watch. Right. Uh-huh. It, is this what? What's the reason for this? Do you know, man? Why? I really don't know. I, I don't know. I think it protects the case in some ways. I probably. think that's the deal. And I mean, I think you know, probably the real thing is, um, like, it very it. The real reason I think these things originated is my guess is because at very high altitude in an unpressurized airplane, uh-huh. the the steel of a watch case against your skin, if it made contact with your skin, could be very cold. Mm. So I would I would think that that would give you some kind of insulation, you know, just to not have it be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I, that's that is just a, a wild ass guess, mm-hmm. but that's what I think is the deal with that. But um, I. I've seen our everybody's, you know, Instagram adventure pal Jason Heaton has been like all about the blend strap for a long time. And I'd inquired of him just back channel, like, hey, where do you get these things? And he told me about uh, you know, Rover Haven. And I just hadn't been able to find one that I liked and suddenly um, these things became available at Hodinkee and I think we've all had, you know, pretty good experiences. I've heard of that with, shop before. You know, yeah, have you heard of it? It's a, yeah. a little watch outlet. Yeah, Wait, yeah. The, the quality of this, um, this is one of these heat and boond, you know, hashtag heat and boond strap. And, um, what do you have on the boond though? Okay, so the watch, oh yeah, I guess there, this is, is there a, something attached to it? Is there something attached there to it? There is, there is. So this is a, uh, a Speedmaster Professional. This is the, the 145. Never heard of it. Decimal. <laughs> Zero two two seventy one. So this is my uh, birth is year that early? Speedmaster. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So this is a, a circa nice. nineteen seventy one. That deserves a pat. Yeah, for sure. That is. 71. That is. That's. Yeah. Awesome. So um, our our mutual buddy Jimmy um, Jimmy English yeah. uh, Watch Fiend yeah. had spotted this, and uh-huh. you know, he's uh, over at Feldmar. Yeah. And was like, dude, you have to. Look did he at this. know he was a seventy-one? He did not know that was a birth year okay. for me. So there was a backstory to this. Yeah, um, a collection of watches that was brought in. There's probably twenty watches, medium to high-end watches, that was brought in by um, a family member of somebody who's kind of prominent in Hollywood. And again, yeah, I won't say who it is, but it was somebody who was um, deeply associated with this. Um, this little movie associated with space it's the right stuff maybe you've heard of it uh, yes yeah so this guy's um personal speedmasters collect he essentially had a collection of multiple speedmasters along with a bunch of other watches she brought it in to have have it appraised mm-hmm. okay and i was really hoping that they were going to give her a good appraisal and that she would sell it and essentially give it to them to sell or consign or what have you. And I was drooling over, you know, one of these drop R, probably mid-70s era mm-hmm. Speedmaster Professional. She ended up just getting the appraisal and have, taking it back and fine. But I was so interested in the watch, um, you know, when I saw it in there being evaluated. And Jimmy remembered that. And, you know, when I came in on a subsequent occasion, he's like, dude, check this out. You have to see this. I looked at it and it's, um, you know, it's it's an honest watch. It's got, uh, you know, some basically service crown and pushers, and you know, Plexi's yeah, can, been replaced. Yeah. You know, it's nice and nice and clean, but mm-hmm. the the dial condition, the handset condition are all like epic. It's just a perfectly faded, ghosted bezel. And is that the drop dial? It is. Yeah, okay, the, yeah. The, the the drop bar. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's just a, a really, really neat watch, and so he showed it to you. And oh yeah, I was, did I you was, know it was for sale at that time? Yes, 
Yeah, so this one did come in, and okay. he did not realize it was a birth year watch for me, but that was like, wow. okay, that's it was like I have to, to So this that. was not part of that collection? No, or, okay. no. I was okay. interested in a watch of that era okay. because and he of saw, that collection. Mm-hmm. Your and, interest, and when yeah. something similar came in, then he, he reached out. Yeah. Very serendipitous. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. and I won't I won't say if it was the writer or the producer or the director, but it was a, a person at a high level involved with the that movie, and I really wanted that watch because of the provenance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it ended up evaporating. I didn't get it, whatever. But um, this watch was very similar, and... You know, I it was all you know Omega service history and parts, and all they provided all the parts that they took out of it. You know, so it was uh, you know good opportunity to see the, the guts of the movement of the watch, and it was all as it should be, and so it's mine now. Wow! So, yeah, Congratulations! It's on dope. That. Yeah, it's a, it's just a neat evocative piece. I like it. So when you said um, approaching fifty, and then you dropped the seventy-one birth year, mm-hmm. so that's this year. So that's coming up in a minute. <laughs> in a minute. In a minute. Uh, all right. Yeah, that, that might need a toast at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what? What is this next one we have here, Greg? So we poured a. <clears throat> this brand is called 1921, and, and actually, a number of people probably maybe have seen this. It's a big square bottle. Yeah. You know, we'll post a photo. Stubby. Stubby bottle. Yeah. And uh, but this is, if you want to call it, a vintage. Yeah. Um. What they, the, the previous production facility that was made at the distillery was in the way that um, tequila is tracked. They're called NOMS, or NOMS, N-O-M, stands for the Norma Official Americano. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's NOM 1079, which is an older distillery. Yeah. And so it's kind of a, a vintage in some ways. Yeah. What region um, in Mexico? This is in tequila. Um, most, of every, most of what we drink comes from tequila, uh-huh. the tequila region. And um, so this is kind of a, you know, you might call a treasure bottle, something you find out on the hunt. You couldn't buy it, you know, on the shelf no. today unless you ran into it and you kind of knew what you were looking How for. How cool is that, dude? Thank you for sharing it with us. So this is NOA? It is. It is, but uh, you guys deserve the good stuff. You're worth a line. You're worth a line. <laughs> I love that reference. <laughs> I love that. We haven't talked about what you have on your wrist, Greg. Yeah, Greg. So... You know, I think uh, it, it's been on my wrist for a little while now, and, and it's funny. It's it's actually that one's low key too. You know, it is. Okay. It is. You know, um, when we all last got together, Summer and Josh, mm-hmm. we talked about what's missing potentially in the watch box. I hate to say it like that. There's nothing ever missing. But what together, would you add Cosmic to it? Was here, right? yes. yes. Okay. And so I think I alluded to a little bit. Maybe we talked more offline. Actually, now that I think about it, but we said. Maybe something with a green dial. Right. Maybe something with, you know, an alternate. You did mention that. Yeah, an alternate metal, right? Maybe something that's not just, you know, not not, not stainless. Yeah. And so um, probably, I, I, you guys are enablers. Not too long after that, I, I hit Matt up and I said, hey, where do you think I might find an Oris? Right. <laughs> Matt, Matt's the right guy. Uh, 80th anniversary, big crown pointer date. Yeah. And he said, well... The guys at, at Feldmar probably could help out with that, and I, I yeah. might I might connect you with Jimmy, who which I, I've been following at the time, but you know we weren't talking. You know we we'll comment and and uh, you know talk from here and there, but we didn't have a, a relationship. Um, yeah. You know beyond that, and so um, you the, the three of us, the four of us, really were talking. I had a couple ideas in my mind, right? Green and bronze. You guys helped me kind of hone that in, and so um, you know took the plunge not too long after. Really, it, it's low key in a way that I wouldn't have expected. Somewhere like you said, you know, when you think bronze case, green dial, it's going to be maybe standing out a little bit differently than maybe just a, a black yeah. dial, maybe stainless. But it, it really fits in. I think it's warm. 
Yeah. And uh, it's, I, I told Matt this the other day, it's more versatile than I ever thought it would be. You know, I thought at first, you know, had it on the wrist, it might in some way stand out more than some of the other pieces that we might enjoy. But it's it's really versatile. It's just uh, it's chock full of character. Yeah, and definitely. right now I put it on um, on a Drew straps. If you all, everybody knows, you know, A Bowen um, makes beautiful handcrafted canvas, mostly canvas. But this one this one is canvas, mostly canvas. But he does other things too, canvas straps. So it's on this kind of very mill spec look, you know, army army green canvas, and it's a really nice um, You're all about combination. Tone, You're right. I didn't think I knew that for a long time. But I think I'm an earth. I'm a, I think I'm an earth tone person. Yeah, and I'm really loving the matching buckle. I love how this thing. Oh, looks Oh, like... that hurts. That hurts because, you know, as I, thanks for that summer. So as I as I spec this out, right? Because this is a a, a one off from from Drew Straps. Right. As I spec it out, it was actually intended. So Matt asked me about this earlier. Right. It was intended for the Railmaster. I know. I kind of had, and I think I shared I this with you guys. On. Actually, I had just put it on the Railmaster yeah, when we talked, right, yeah. and it was supposed to be the look for the Railmaster. Yeah, I, I really, it. I still do really like it yeah. on there. Yeah. But um, I never thought. I mean, I, I, everything with Drew was, you know, the measurements from the taper, right. uh, the side stitch, um, the keep. I mean, everything all, is bespoke. All really right. important too. Right. Very, very important. Right. Yeah. No, seriously. And um, the one is. thing that yeah. I didn't even consider though was the buckle because I just, uh, you know, at the time I'm just like, okay. You know, buckle, Insignificant buckle. detail. Insignificant you when you're detail. Dishes or something. Or exactly. But now driving. I'm like, oh man, had I made sure, had I ensured that there was the chance to swap out the buckle, right. oh my gosh, I mean, that bronze Oris buckle would have now, been. Now, can you order that separate, do you know? Sad trombone right now. Yeah, that is. <laughs> Drew, I might need a change order, bro. Yeah. I'll, I'll hit you up. You know, just send the bill. Well, I was about to say, I love how this thing looks like this could have been transported in time from well, like Well, Matt, it wouldn't be possible without you, by the way. Well, I mean, I just, I texted Jimmy wow. and, you know, put these two together. I think uh, any any new watch retail, my spot is Feldmar. Mm. Anything vintage is, you know, Wanabaya or, you know, the homie uh, Chase. Mm. Yes. <laughs> and, at, at Horology 411. Yeah, the homie Chase. Yeah. And then everything in between and, and beyond is, is Hovix, really. Pretty, Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, you know, that's... Um, but this watch is so good. It's it's thin. I You'll appreciate this because you've got the, that Zen, right? And mm -hmm. you have um, the Speedmaster experience and just anything plexi like this. Like, this is a sapphire crystal, mm -hmm. but in this light from the side, doesn't this look like plexi? It's just got that warmth, I mean, kind of rounded distortion. Yeah, it's all right. I definitely, I definitely did not stock the bar with haterade today. <laughs> Summer brought his own, and he always comes prepared. It's a, it's a six pack. Right. It's a six pack. <laughs> That was a stiff pour that. Yes. <laughs> Summer's just deadpan. Four there. fingers. Sorry. Four, Four fingers. fingers. <laughs> well, cheers, gents. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, cheers to you. Cheers to the next one. Reposado. There Reposado. Mm. Definitely mossy. It's nice. It's a single barrel. So, you know, I think for a lot of our whiskey friends, too, that obviously resonates. Um, single barrel Reposado. You know, some nice barrel notes on there. Mm. I think, you know, I get some little bit of, you know, baking spices. and um, But it's still really agave forward for, for people who enjoy that. You know, it's not like it's masked behind all the barrel presence. Yeah. So really... Kind of a, a really uh, a nice bottle that if you can find, you want to grab. I like it. Yeah, so for listeners, we're recording this at night. There's this kind of like this, you know, low light outside. And there's this real warm, kind of soft glow. And that, that watch looks really sexy right now. 
I, I think uh, it might be catching a little bit of the uh, the fire from the little uh, chimney over there. Could be. Things are heating up. <laughs> it's getting hot. <laughs> yeah, I think the uh, the zoom might even pick up that crackling. I'm it, pretty it, sure. It's, it's pretty good. I really, so. yeah. I really hope so. I really hope so. That'll set the mood. The homie uh, Alan's gear made a comment the other day. He had said, "Oh man, I'm so under you know no dates right now." Mm-hmm. I, said, I think I agree with you. I said, "But you know the cool thing about the Oris right now is there is a date." He's like, oh, dang, I didn't even recognize that at first, you know? And so it's cool because it's a a neat function that's, you know, hidden to some degree, but, um, you know, keeps a very clean dial. I think moving from the 28th to the 1st really hurt some people. Oh, (laughs) man, people were hurting. People were hurting. Yeah, yeah, I had to go forward on my nomos and, oh, that that half winding and winding back and then forward. Yeah, it really took a toll on me. Man, you know these are first world problems. <laughs> Absolutely, you know we are all very fortunate. Matt, I know you've never brought the other watches that you have right in front of you at at our show before. What are these other two watches that you have? Oh, so, you know what? I wasn't sure if you guys had had a chance to see one of this. I mean, this Which is, one is that. So this is the mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the Seiko release from last year. This is the SPB one four nine. So it's the blue dial. Is that it titanium? Kind of, it's no, it's not. But it's got an interesting kind like of coating. Finishing. Yeah, it's a, a different um, kind of a, a finish on the steel. I think. Okay. My guess is it's probably similar to what they used to have with the um, the old Shogun, and I don't remember what they called it, but it was like a proprietary coating. Uh huh. I think they have the same thing on this one because it does look a little different, especially on the bracelet. It does. But yeah, this is um, just the that kind of H case skin diver. A little smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, he does, yeah. And yeah. it's just it's Good a, profile. a really, mm-hmm. really nice watch. And, and what's was, the story in this one? Um, one of these things that, you know, Seiko dropped a number of things this year, just in the past week or two. Well, it was the same kind of thing around this time last year. Mm-hmm. And, um, God, it sounds like we get paid for them to talk about them. But um, I called one of my buddies at uh, at the AD and was like, hey, put me on the list at Feldmar. Mm-hmm. And... They know I'm, I have an interest in Seiko, and yep. that if uh, if you know there's anything that they can get, yep. you know, typically if I'm asking, then I'm yep. actually going to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, they were kind enough to you know get this in for me. And and I just I know you have a genuine much. relationship with Fieldmar. You know, you've always visited there and just geek around. You know, and and it's not again we're we're not sponsored by anybody, yeah. right? But yeah. we do mention people that we have relationships yeah. with. I mean, sure. it's legit and relationship. It, those relationships are also yeah. important. Yeah. It, it's important to foster those relationships so that you get not only um, education, yeah. right, yeah. from those people. There, you know, the ADs often will have certain information that you might not know about upcoming releases or yeah. certain specifications or, or certain things that might interest you to yep. get you, you know, into the shop. And and they take their time, show you around, educate you, talk to you. Yeah, and that's yeah. a beautiful thing. We should be forging relationships with, with people, not not everyone, right? Yeah. Because you want to make sure that you're building valuable yep. connections and, and relationships. But having a relationship with Feldmar is yep. a great thing. Our relationship with, with Hovig's mm-hmm. yep. has yeah. been mm-hmm. a great thing. Yep. Um, we mentioned several uh, podcasts. It's because a lot of us have relationships, relationships with the individuals who run or operate those yep. those podcasts. And it's like friends helping friends. Yep. And, right. and it's not so... I mean we're not talking about or leading anyone in a direction that no. we don't wholeheartedly agree and support 
and think that, hey, this is somebody that you should know about. 100%. Yeah. So it, it's all genuine stuff. So um, it, no shame and, and yep, um, sure. you know, shouting your, your buddies out. Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, they're they're basically like family at this point. I've spent um, a couple of years working in the immediate neighborhood and, you know, literally probably every other day for maybe a year would go in on my lunch and just talk to people yep. and look at stuff. And, yep kick a lot of tires and not really buy much yeah. and um you know they always treated me like you know a good a good dude and yep. you never felt like you were a nuisance there yeah and you know when i met you there once yeah that's right yeah, yeah we looked at unions there yeah yeah but when the time came to buy watches and i went on a tear there for about two years after <laughs> having kind of done a, a, a fast <laughs> for a while yep. yeah and um they're just like really really great folks and yeah anything you know, I could do. I'd always point people there first, and I mean, they are really just. A, and you a, do because you have first-hand yeah. experience, and you know, you yep. vouch for it, right? Yeah, totally. So anyway, they were. The long story short of that is, yeah, they were kind enough to put me on the list for the LE. And this is not a particularly expensive watch or anything. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, right? Um, but it is. Uh, it's just a, a really nicely done. And if you like Seiko, that's. You know, going to be the kind of watch Dude, that's right in your wheelhouse. That's the thing about Seiko. Yeah, the finish is. Yeah, it's an it's an incredible piece, and I love bang. the fact that as as cool and refined as that watch looks, it's got drilled lugs, just like just about all <laughs> uh, of them. Yeah, it's a real you know, diver. I have a Grand Seiko with drilled lugs, and just like that, you know, they they know what's up. So, how do you guys feel about the? Uh, and I, I just had this conversation with someone else, so I'll, I'll get your guys' temperature on it about quick release straps. You know, the straps that has a little tang Ooh, in yes. the back. That's yeah. a great topic. So I I have not held one yet, but um, I talked to somebody who is in a position to know. And I think that what this is going to be, because I had the IWCs that had the quick release. Mm -hmm. And it's a great mechanism, but their mechanism, and I think Cartier is the same way, is proprietary. So right. it, you can it's a quick release, but yeah. it only works with their straps mm -hmm. or their bracelet. Yeah. And this new Omega looks like it has conventional drill spots for a regular, you know, garden variety spring bar. Right. And if that's the case, I think it's going to be a complete game changer for the nerds like us because you can pop that off and then just use your normal spring bar tool to, to shoehorn in a regular strap that you had made or, or whatever. Yeah. And if that's really the way it works, um, and I think it is, just having looked at it, have that's going to be Have you talked to Nally awesome. about it? What's that? Have you talked to Nally about it? I have not. She actually has the tool to make the oh, yeah. release. Oh, no, are you talking about the kind that's got the... It has you this can little retract. ball. Like it looks like a little ball mm -hmm. like behind. Yep. And you just trigger it. Yep. She has the tool to make it. Ah. It's insane. So you punch the, the watch strap, you punch it, and then she has the hardware goes in it's oh like, okay so this that's is pretty cool i'm thinking you're talking the, about the new omega which yeah. is pretty incredible by the way that one's pretty cool too yeah and yeah. i think it's gonna take a minute for the aftermarket to catch up with that but when they do i think it's gonna make i think a world of difference well and i wonder if yeah. the aftermarket is gonna have sure. to and that's my point like i think the way this is gonna work is their straps are gonna pop off and leave the conventional lug architecture right. with the drilled lug holes there Meaning, you know, with the IWCs and some of these others, you know, there's a, like a fixed spring bar or yeah. a fixed like flange that you yeah. attach the thing to, but nothing else will work with it. Mm -hmm. And so that's it. 
but with this this Omega chronograph that they just dropped, I think that's going to work in such a way that you take off the bracelet or the strap and you can throw on a Drew strap or an Isoframe or a NATO. That to me is would make, would be a real innovation that really is a benefit to the user and not to the manufacturer. Like as much as right. I like IWC those watches, I had the you know the big kind of the hockey puck um, 3568 I think is the reference uh, dive watch. Mm -hmm. That thing was rad, and it was really cool to go back and forth, but mm -hmm. you were locked into their product. Yeah, I have, I have this love-hate relationship with Drill Lugs. I love the functionality of it, right? The practicality of it, being able to just punch that, that strap out, because I like to change straps, and I, I do go through a lot of strap changes. You do. And it does. With, with some watches, I'll go through a lot, but then once something hits it, it hits it. It, it never comes off. Yeah. yeah, when you find the perfect thing, yeah, what else right? do you, Yeah, you don't have to... But I, I've, I always have an issue with even using my Barajan tools with digging in on the side of the case to pop out the spring bars. Talk about stress. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> it, it is stressful. So that's why I like drill lugs. But aesthetically, I think I prefer watches that don't have drill lugs. But then I, I love them because I change straps so often that it's so convenient. Yep. Yeah. It's a love-hate. So, but, but I mean, the quick release, though, on, on the more, if you want to call it traditional, right, before we're talking about Matt's kind of innovation. It's a hybrid. It's a hybrid, right? Yeah. I, I like them. I mean, that's what the the Oris came with, was uh -huh. was a, a nice vegetal tan. Was tanned. that your first quick release? Um, no, I've gotten a few. Um... <laughs> I think Matt fell in the pool. <laughs> Should I throw him a, a life preserver? Nah, okay. I'm alright. He'll, right. he'll be fine. And but you know, I didn't, but he drugged me in. <laughs> let the chlorine do its work. It was like Matt was falling and reached out and grabbed me and, and pulled me. Even better, do with all your clothes on. So back to the back to the quick releases, yeah. right? Yeah. So the um, some of the folks on in, in high in. in Orology, right? High horology, whatever you want to say, right? Like they have a quick release on there, I think too, right? If you look at some of the, you know, the the, the OEM straps on some of the high end um, folks, they're using that because I just think it, it's a it's a it's a kind of an easier way to do that. And now, do you, do you feel like you're cheating in some ways? No, not no. at all. I mean, not at all. I have a friend who thinks that the, he he's he's concerned about the the structural integrity of those. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not concerned. <clears throat> No? So that's all I had to say I, on the matter. Because I, I feel like I feel like you're cutting corners. The first time I, I was playing with it, I was like, kind of cutting corners. Like, there's a reason why I have a Bergeon, you know, fork or something. Okay. Oh man, right. I got tears. Erase, erase, erase. Yeah, yeah, delete, delete, delete. All right. Well, boy, fellas, I uh, I'm working on my drop dead time. So I turn into a pumpkin pretty soon. I've got to go help a kid with a. Uh, I see. Turn into a pumpkin. The. The bar's about to turn on the lights. Yeah. <laughs> you Last <don't>, call. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to go home, oh. but you got to get the F out of here. <laughs> I'm going to pour us one more thing on our, our, our way our, you know, on our way to conclusion. Right. Oh, wait. Oh, this is a water pour. Mm -hmm. This is a right. This is, this is a clean your palate. Yeah. Dirty mouth. You. This is, uh, we were talking earlier on the tasting that we all ended up on together, which was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Um, this is from uh, Magame Latte. Just a smidge for me. Thank you. And uh, this is an Espadine. The, the the delivery this month yeah. was um, an all-women box, which was really cool. So female mezcaleras. Oh. There was an Espadine and uh -huh. an Arqueño and yeah. a little sample of a, of a Tepestate. Mm. 
And so it was really cool. I think um, March is um, uh, Women History Month. The, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And so I think there was, you know, obviously some tie-in there. But more importantly, it was cool to see women spotlighted, you yeah, know, in a kind awesome. of a really male-dominated world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe not unlike watches. Um, and so anyway, it's a really beautiful spirit, though, too, more importantly, right? It's, a, it's about what was the actual, um, what was made. And so I thought you guys might appreciate that. Yeah, I saw that story. That was very cool. Very cool. Gentlemen. Yep. Hermanos Relos. Salud. Simon. Salud. Salud. All right, gentlemen. Are, are we out of time? Are we out of time? Matt is literally out of time. I think we're out of time. So thank you guys all. Thank I'm done. This thank you for listening to our podcast. And uh, thank you to Matt and Greg. Uh, good luck with the next endeavor. Thank you, Summer and Josh, I think, for empowering us to take this step. You know, and for welcoming, we're excited. Yeah, welcoming us. You know, not only into uh, you know their world, but um, also the podcast universe. Which well, is we're a big on community. Yes, we are. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Cheers. Salute. Cheers. Salute. Salute. Content can be found on Instagram at the Out of Time Podcast. You can also email us at the Out of Time Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks to Ono for our beat.